listening to The Beauty Box, a podcast for the fearfully and wonderfully made women who are ready to show up powerfully, unapologetically, and wholeheartedly in their life, business, and relationships. This is your host, B, mindset and confidence coach for passionate and purpose-driven women just like you. Tune in every Thursday for your weekly dose of truth and love. to episode seven of the Beauty Box Podcast. We are here with Nicole Marie Smith, who is a life coach for women who are ready to build a legacy. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Awesome. I'm super excited to have you here, and I know that this is going to be an amazing episode because I already love your message. Well, thank you. I'm really excited (laughs) to be here. It's an honor. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about you, your background, and exactly what it is you do. Sure. Thank you. Um, Well, let's just say I've been wanting to enter the field of life coaching for about three years now, and I've personally, um, in my life, experienced the benefits of it when I had to go through, uh, my husband is a recovering alcoholic addict, and um, that whole experience and that process and that disease has such an effect on not only, you know, me as, as his wife, but our family went through a lot of change during that time. And, um, I had founded some local support groups and I knew that I wanted to get this message out to a bigger audience. And it wasn't just about the addiction side or the codependency side. It was really about, um, what happens to many of us, I think, whenever we're confronted with life (laughs) on life's terms. And so I really, I had been wanting to do it for several years. And finally here recently, I I just said, there's no better time. And let's just get the ball rolling. And so that's where I'm at today. Awesome. I think it's amazing that you said, you know, like you experienced the benefit of it yourself. So it, it makes you way more like, passionate and able to share it with people because you know it works. You trust the process. And some people who who do coach and never have had a coach struggle with believing, like, is this really going to work? But when you go through coaching yourself, you're like, okay, I know this works because it worked for me. And you, it's kind of like you can testify for it. Absolutely. I mean, nothing – changed in my life until I started reaching out. And and unfortunately, it was the hardest thing I had to do. I mean, you really have to kind of let go of all these um, guards that you put up when you, when you feel like you're doing things wrong or no one, I feel like we struggle with admitting when we're having problems or trouble, no matter what, whether it's building a business or in our personal life. So as soon as I let that go and seeked out help, um, you know, I spent hours in front of therapists you know, who, who go to school for this, yet I, they had never been through what I was going through. And until I actually talked to and worked with someone who had been in my shoes, and no experience is identical, but they can absolutely be compassionate and and really help you much more than all the hours I spent in front of a professional. Not that the professional didn't help me, but I, I was able to move faster with clear help. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that 
this is completely off track, but I like to be really just like raw. And I told you that before we got on here, and, and now yeah. something has sparked in me. I'm going to school for social work for my master's, and at my internship, you know, we're required to diagnose people. And I think that labeling people makes it really hard for us to practice from a wholehearted scope and, like, looking at everything. Um, And I think that's the difference. We're professionals maybe struggle sometimes because for insurance purposes, we have to diagnose. Mm-hmm. And it makes it harder to say, okay, now you have a different problem. How can we help you with this and how it all ties in together? Um, right. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's just my perspective on it. But, okay, let's get back to it. <laughs> let's get back to you. <laughs> um, so your ideal client, if she was listening right now, how would she know that she is the girl or the woman for you? What, what does she look like? What is she feeling right now? And what does she want to do? Yeah, she's feeling pretty trapped and confused. Um, she's got this little buzz inside of her that is saying, God, I know, I know there's, there's more to life than this. And um, more importantly, she's serious, and, and she knows that nothing that what she's been doing has has been working. And so she's ready to experiment and use creativity and and wonder and question everything so that she can start really diving deep into what she wants to leave behind, not just money, but, you know, we make such big impressions on people by giving of our talents and our gifts and what we're capable of doing. So this whole process of what is it that you want to be known for? What is it that you want to be remembered for? What can you leave behind to those that are immediately close to you and to all those that you can impact and touch? And by knowing that very clear goal, you can pave a clearer path how to get there. And then you just have to expound on your gifts. And so that woman who's looking to clarify that whole message about herself and just start exploring who she is and and bringing out that that person and and getting out of that grind. I love that. I love how you said a woman that feels trapped because that was exactly how I felt uh, before I took a big leap about, I would say about three to four years ago. It was just kind of like this, like, and I get it, like what you just said is perfect. It's kind of like that, like, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. Like, this can't be my life. Like, (laughs) There has to be more, and yeah, that's awesome. It's so common, like, and it's so interesting because I find, and I'm going to get a little bit philosophical here, but I've, I, there's so many of us out there, and um, really, there's so many amazing coaches out there that can help um, all of us with this. And so I always just ask people, you've got to connect. You've got to connect with that person individually. And it's, it's not a judgment against one coach to the other. It's just you've got to be able to connect so that you can open up to that person because so much work happens on such a deep, personal, intense level. And that's where those breakthroughs happen. But um, one thing that gets me is so many women are struggling with this like what am I doing with my life with myself you know I'm consumed with taking care of the kids or my this job that I hate or you know my my husband that you know what whatever the situation is they're consumed by this um there is more to life feeling 
And I, I think it stems from back in the day, we had so much to do, we couldn't think of anything else, right? I mean, we didn't have washing machines and dishwashers and like, and, and we've, we've created this, uh, these amazing tools that we can use today to help us get through our day faster, but yet we're supposed to have more time to do things that we enjoy and want to do, but it seems like what we've just, we almost have too much time, and I know so many people complain about not having enough time, but the actuality is we're not spending time on ourselves, which is why we created all these tools to help us do the laundry faster and the dishwashing and, and you know, cars to get us places faster, but, but we're not spending that time on ourselves. We've given it away to other things, and I think it's so important to come back to ourselves. I love that, Nicole. I just got goosebumps all over my body um, because I just posted like two days ago. Um, I was, I was, I was in my brain thinking, kind of like you were just thinking, like philosophical. And I'm like, why is it so radical for people to think? Like, I hear people like, I would never invest in a coach. Like, that's like me paying for a friend, and it's like, no, you're investing in yourself. Like, hmm. and I, I'm just like. I posted the thing, something the other day, and I said, we live in a society where people will go and spend, you know, invest $20,000 into a car that will depreciate in value in 10 minutes the minute it drives off the road, the lot. But God forbid if they take two, three grand to invest in themselves, then it's like, whoa, what are you doing? I um, absolutely love that post that you made, by the way. It really struck me. It was so wonderful. Yes, it was like it was it was on my heart all day, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna say it. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, coming back to yourself is really important, and investing in you is probably the best investment you'll ever make. I completely agree. And then what you said about connecting, I have a coach who she's a marketing coach, but I get so much personal development from her because mm-hmm. I connect with her like that. So connecting with finding who is your perfect fit for that moment where you are right now um, is really good. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And I so love what you said, I love what you said ahead. real quick. I'm, I'm sorry, but um, about, you know, people say, well, it's like paying for a friend and I would absolutely have to say, no, if you're paying for a friend, then um, uh, I would probably find better ways to spend my money. Now that's my personal opinion. I know, but I like to get that out there because I don't think you should pay for a friend and a coach. I think a coach needs to be the person that's going to make you do make the changes that you need to make. Now, I know everybody has those different ways. Some people need more coddling. Some people need more direct assertiveness. So it, it's your personality. You've got to match up with that kind of coach. But definitely, um, in my opinion, it's, it's not so much purchasing a friend. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And for the listeners, I completely agree, and I think that, like what you said, um, some coaches are really more like, okay, you got to get this done. And but for me, it's all about just like how the coach shows up and and how you show up to serve that person and hold space for them. Um, there's been times where I have coached people that I know, and I would say on some level we're maybe friends, but when I'm in coach role, I say like I'm showing up here as coach, and I'm probably mm. going to say some things that are going to hurt your feelings, like but I have to do this for you, um, and it's completely out of love. And I do that, um, but I try not to coach my friends either way. So, Awesome. <laughs> okay, let's get back. <laughs> this is fun. I like this. I like, like, I like this. Okay, so 
Your ideal client is listening right now. She's with you. She's feeling stuck. She is feeling trapped, and she wants to – she knows there's something more. What are three things that you can give her that are tangible to walk away from this podcast and say, oh, my gosh, Nicole was so amazing. I did this, and it helped me so much. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm working right now on creating this, um, basically writing out your dreams, going back to your childhood, thinking about all that imagination and the pretend and the play that we used to do when we were younger and what lit us up. And so writing out these dreams, writing out these things that we just really don't believe will ever happen, our fairy tales, our lives that, you know, now that we've experienced more life beyond our childhood, we, we tend to get very cynical and we lose that spark that makes us think that all things are doable and we can achieve that which we desire. So writing all these fantasies out is a very tangible way to see where you want to go. And then looking at your current situation so step one would be writing out what we think is possibly not achievable, right, um, our fantasy life. And then step two would be to actually go through some um, role-playing of what's different between this woman that you fantasize about and the woman you are today and identifying those little um, personality and those little habits that we've developed and what, what's different between these two women. Why are they so different? Um, and are they so different? And then finally, taking action steps to start forming this life that you really do want to be in and not feeling that trapped feeling anymore and being clear. Because for me, I had to get so clear on the kind of life that I wanted and these gifts that I had that I was holding on to that I was doing absolutely nothing with because I felt like I had to be this person. I had to be this wife or this mother or that I should be doing these things. And let me take a step, a little sidestep here because sometimes we do have to be a certain type of woman. Sometimes life throws things at us where we have to go into a certain role and we have to address that and take care of it. But once we're out of that, it's time to kind of get back to ourselves. We've, we've done that. We've been in that season. Now it's time to um, go back to ourselves because the reality is, is what we leave behind of ourselves and writing out this legacy plan. And that's, that's something that I do with, um, with myself and what I encourage all of my clients and future clients to do, and that is writing out exactly what you want to be remembered for. And it's, it's, you know, I, I, at first I was worried it would um, make people think that it was very doomsday. Like, I don't want to think about when I'm gone or anything. But, but let's face it, we're not going to be here forever. And um, that, to me, makes me want to just give more and do the most that I can. Not get the busiest I can, but give back as much as I've been given. So it really goes back to planning out and getting clear and enjoying this process. I mean, I've enjoyed every step of the way of finding more and more about myself. It's been this, like, childlike wonder, um, figuring out and finding out what I love to do and experimenting. And we don't give enough time to that, I think. So 
um, giving, giving my client the space to do that with me is a very tangible and real way that I love working with them. Awesome. I love – so let me just recap real quick. So step one was to think about the imagination, your childlike love, your childlike, your inner child, mm-hmm. and what did they want to do, what, what were your biggest dreams, and then mm-hmm. step two was to look at your current reality and mm-hmm. see where you are now and then role play kind of like if you were to, to follow those dreams, kind of what is possible from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then taking action. Third, third step was like taking action. Um, start doing these things today that, that will start building that legacy that, that you want. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. So a couple of things that I just want to like give big kudos on and like things that I love. Imagination. I think that's so amazing. Yesterday we had an interview and it was around like um, how like, as kids, we saw Disney, and we had all these big dreams, and, um, you know, Walt Disney did a really great job at, at doing that for children. I think for most children in, in this day and age, um, around my age at least, that we kind of, like, grew up with that. We grew up with the ability to imagine and dream. Like, that was always at the beginning of every movie, and... And I don't know when we lost that. I, I don't know. But like you said, it's crazy how, like, when we live and we go through things, it's almost like that part shuts off. Mm-hmm. And then you said kind of like that relationship that you build with yourself, loving that process, it's almost like you're caring for a little child. And mm-hmm. when I was learning about myself, I definitely experienced that. Like, I definitely experienced this, like, wow, like, this little girl, I left her. I don't know when I left her, but she's in there, and this is who wants to come out. Like, she just wants to be who she is, and I don't, I'm not sure exactly when I boxed her in, but I did. And when I started just letting her out and being exactly who, who she wanted to be, it was almost like a sense of freedom. Like, yeah, I didn't feel free until then. Well, um, I, and I can tell you a little bit of the work that I've done to kind of figure that out because that is a big part of what I do and how I help people. And a lot of it, it's, it, it never happens overnight. So it's the sneaky little sinister thing that creeps in, and it's called fear, right? Um, and then we spend half of our other life, like we spend our first part of our life using our imagination. We spend the other part of our life, like, curing us of fear. <laughs> and... Um, so a big part of it is just you had painful situations, uh, and, and I'm not talking like, you know, devastating. Maybe for some it is, but we've had painful situations where we've used our imagination, and it's given us a feedback that we didn't really like. It left a sour taste in our mouth. But we, to use imagination, we have to be fearless. I mean, we have to imagine things and experiment with things and not care about the results and the outcome or the pain points. But um, over time, we do get some painful feedback, either a bad experience, an embarrassing experience, or, or ooh, that didn't work so well. So then uh, subconsciously, we do quarantine, and it, gets, it, gets, it turns into a smaller and smaller and smaller room 
where we eventually feel like it's just safer to stay in this room than to venture out there and try anything different or new because I know what's in this room, right? Like I know what to expect right here, and this feels really good. Um, but and especially if you're a type A personality like like I am, you know, we we like to know things. <laughs> um, but as soon as you start going back and, and not having those fears that we've learned, because we do, we learn what to avoid as we get older. And um, I think those of us who practice throwing caution to the wind occasionally, it's better for our souls. And it, it, it really does allow us to kind of experiment and go back to those dreams and not fear as much and trust in ourselves and in the process. Trust in ourselves. I love that. I think that that's probably one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. I think I we, think we always say like trusting other people is hard, but I think one of the hardest things is to trust in ourselves. Yes, yes. We spend the most time with ourselves than anybody else on this planet, and yet we struggle the most trying to trust ourselves. And I think it's because we know ourselves so well. We know our weaknesses. We know our faults. We know our strengths. We know our our gifts. Um, and so we know how we can feel like we can be better, and we also know where we can fail at times. So we tend to be very cautious about letting other people see that part of us, that vulnerability. But, um, but getting to know yourself, I mean, I've seen it. Every, I've seen those quotes, you know, you don't spend more time with anybody else than yourself. You've got to love yourself and trust yourself. Awesome. So a little bit of a personable moment. What are five cool things about you that our listeners can maybe resonate with or relate to? Yeah. Oh, I like this. This is like, okay, now we can like sit on the comfy couch and get, (laughs) Um, yeah, up to now I felt like it was a little bit of a job interview, which is fantastic. But (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I actually am a trained opera singer. I love, um, in my local community here, I love singing in choirs and stuff. It's that part of my, uh, part of my gifts that I was given that I love to give back. And, um, I also uh, speak Spanish fluently. My my maternal side is from Cuba, so I would love to go visit. It looks like I might actually be able to go visit Cuba this uh, in 2017, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I also work uh, part-time at my church, actually, as the music director there, so I'm able to use my gifts there, too. Uh, let's see. And that was three things. Uh, fourth thing is I do, um, love to travel and I've actually lived in several different states, uh, Florida, South Carolina, Alabama, California. Um, and, uh, I'd love to get up into the Northwestern part of the U S so I do enjoy traveling and I like, I'm not so much into, um, reality TV as much as I am into some of the period type uh, TV shows like Poldark and Brain and, and of course, Downton Abbey. And I love um, history. I didn't love history so much when I was growing up, but now I really just love, um, love history. And I feel like it is so cyclical that I want to know as much about it now so that I could kind of predict <laughs> possibly mm-hmm. what might come back around. So, um, yeah. and let's see, 
uh, I love to work out, and I'm actually uh, many times I've I've toyed with the fact of becoming a natural, doing a competition for natural weight lifting. So we'll see. That's that's like a a fun goal of mine that I'm I'm playing with. Awesome. Awesome. So traveling. Is that something like one of your goals to do with coaching or, or like, because I know as a coach you can work from anywhere. Are you planning to be like a traveling coach too, like a, like a person who travels while they coach or is that not, not really right, your plan? Yeah. Yeah. That's not right now. Only because my children are still young. My daughter just uh-huh. turned eight and my son is four and a half. So I, what I love about, yeah, what I love about my coaching business right now is that it does allow me to the flexibility to go to their school functions, take them to school, pick them up. So that's still super important to me that they have a nice grounded um, in, in one area. Um, and they have their friends here and everything. So for me, traveling I do want to do it for um, speaking events and for uh, personal growth to go to master classes and conventions, but it's not something that I want to go without my family. If they want to come I with me and, it, and if it's doable, I would be going everywhere with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then bilingual, that's so awesome. I actually, I'm bilingual as well. And I yeah, was I was like, curious I when I saw your name, yeah. I was like, I should start coaching women in Spanish. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely, we'll definitely keep in touch because maybe we can do, like, a Spanish podcast interview for all the Spanish-speaking women um, who are our listeners as well and who, you know, speak English but gravitate more towards Spanish and, yeah, that jazz. Right. Right. Sometimes that communication barrier can be an issue. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Okay. So back to kind of interview mode. <laughs> what? Um, give us like one of your biggest blocks that you have faced in creating your business and coming back to yourself, and how did you overcome that block? So putting myself out there was, and still is at times, my biggest challenge. Even though I don't consider myself a shy person, I always felt like if I gave too much information about myself and really got vulnerable with people, it wasn't that I was afraid they would judge me. What I was more afraid of is that there's more accountability on my part, which, and I'm just being really raw and real here because, um, you know, when you're growing a business or when you're helping other people, you got to show up and, uh, or you have to have a good reason that you're not showing up. And I struggle with not showing up if, if I have to, if I'm sick or if I have something else that came up, another emergency. Like I always feel like I've got to show up. And so the more responsibility I put on my plate, the more um, accountability I have to have. And that really worried me at, at first. I thought, man, I'm going to have to, because right now I'm a one-woman show, so if if I'm going to show up or if I'm going to put myself out there, I've got to be ready to receive, right? I mean, why would we want to put ourselves out there and not get anything back? So am I ready to receive? I really struggled with that, you know. Am I willing to give up the time and make the commitment and, and, and be open to the unknown fully 
to, to do this. So that was my personal roadblock. And how did you overcome it? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not totally over it yet. I find myself sometimes slowing down and I've got to push through it and say, ultimately, what is my goal and how, how do I want to get there? And I've really got to think about the women that I know I can help. I'll tell you, they more than anything else, more than money, more than my own family, I think about me and where I was, what the help that I needed and how it changed my life and how I know there's other women out there who could use it. And I think about that, and that is truly the only thing that when I'm having one of those moments where I'm resisting myself, I think about that woman and I just, it starts pouring out, and it helps me get there. That may sound cheesy, but I, it, it's the most sincere thing um, ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's, it's crazy how the universe works because I yeah. would say that, you know, from the outside, and this is not to say that I'm not vulnerable and raw with everyone, but I don't put all of my stuff on social media because I would give everybody a headache. But from the outside, the business looks like it's going really well, but there's a lot that it takes to keep it going. And sometimes when I just feel like, I don't know if I could do this anymore, I get like a message or a comment from a woman. It's crazy how it works because it's just like that reminder of like, hey, I just want you to know that you are so inspiring or it's something that I said or something I posted and I'm just like, and when I tell them, like, I respond and I say, like, you don't know, like, how good of a timing this was because that is what keeps me going. And then sometimes if they don't message me, I just I just sit back and I just look back at different stuff that – and like you said, it, it doesn't sound cheesy. I think it's, it's, it's really, like, what shows your heart and it shows, like, the true signs of a great coach because – it's not about the money, nor is it about the lifestyle that you're going to be able to create. Because I feel like you can do that. We can get money anywhere and nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can go Uber and make money. Um, and I can create a lifestyle, a freedom-based lifestyle. It's about being able to transform people's lives and, and take them from point A to point B and see that and see that um, transformation and make an impact and, and leave a legacy. So I completely agree with you. It's, it's- okay. Incredible work, for sure. Definitely, definitely. So what is your favorite quote? Um, this is on the spot. <laughs> but yeah, there aren't there so many, you know. Um, but one of my favorites is actually um, one, one is out of the Bible, and it's, um, it's from the book of Esther. And it talks about perhaps you are made for times just as these. And um, I can't remember the exact verse number right now off the top of my head, but it is from the book of Esther. And I do resonate with that because um, I do believe when I'm feeling that doubt, I was made for a time such as this. So, um, and then I, gosh, as far as non-biblical quotes, oh, there's so many good ones. Um, that is that is putting me on the spot. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I there's one that I have on my wall that I printed out actually, and I put it up there, and it is, um, you know, oh, I'm trying to think. It, oh, the only way you'll fail is if you don't try. So you know, I I do 
I absolutely, and and I actually, with with some of the people I work with at church, I talk all the time about, I'd rather you fail strongly than not even try. You know, like, let's fail strongly together and see what comes out of it than not even try. So Mm -hmm. I'm all about failing strongly. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, Nicole. It was so awesome to have you on the show today. This conversation was absolutely amazing and definitely empowering. I love your energy. I love your message, and I love what you're doing. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. This is V, your space maker, and at the end of every show, we always say, when you are creating space for everything you deserve and desire, remember three things. Do it with love, do it with others, and do it afraid. I said that all messed up, but that's okay. It wasn't in the order it was supposed to be. (laughs) This is V, sending you lots of love and light. See you on the next show.